Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Yak Gadget. For all your kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to pelican.com. The 153 Bait Company. For all your hard and soft bait needs, go to the 153anglers.com. Now let's get this show started. Woo! Welcome back to the Reel Down. I'm Jimmy Skinner. I mean, Brian Schiller. (laughs) (laughs) What's up, buddy? What's up? What's up, Mr. Drew? I finally get to uh, do uh, the Reel Down with you, so I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I'm excited, too. I'm I'm just chilling here. Uh, no reason not to be excited when you're in La Crosse, Wisconsin, like I am. So, super, God's country, super blessed. Man. That's right. It is, man. I've never been here before. My first time. So, uh, oh, really? Ho- yeah, first time. I was hoping to fish, uh, fish last year at, for the Hobie Beal, the bass, but uh, COVID and all the changes in in the world and my life just never allowed it. So, um, yeah, right on, first time. Man. I'm excited, dude. I was out there pre-fishing today. And I know we'll get into a little bit of that later but it's it's beautiful there's plenty of fish here there's no doubt about it so i'm excited to see if i can't dial it in find the real juice within the juice to catch some some bigger ones i tell you what the guy to watch out for up there is jeremiah burrish that is he is the stick up there so really uh, watch out for him if you see him on the water keep following him i know he listens so he'll uh he'll be watching out for you (laughs) What's he fishing out of? What's he fishing out of? What color is this? So I can know if it's him or not. Uh, <laughs> he's in a bonafide. The last time I saw him, I think it was a gray one. So just watch for him. Just watch for him. Yeah, <laughs> sounds sounds stealthy. He's like incognito, yeah. kind of being you know can't see those gray ones from from far away. So right, 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 All right. right. All right. Cool, man. Well, uh. No real like big events last weekend, so we're gonna we're gonna dive into the fantasy. Um, you know, since you came over to Paddle and Finn, yeah. we kind of you know jumped on board with you and Ken and and working on the fantasy game. Shout out to uh, Susie Roloff for keeping that all updated and getting it all caught up. And uh, I know she's been grinding it out every week, trying to trying to keep the stats caught up and all that good stuff. So. Uh, what do you want to st- you want to start with uh, yeah. the top ten current? 
Yeah, let's do it. And, uh, you know, you can post it and I'll, I'll post this as well uh, to sort of promote this episode. But first, let's explain what it is. A lot of you guys are playing the game, so you, you get it. But basically, um, you you pick six anglers, right, at the beginning of the year. So at this point, you know, you got to look forward to next year to get into it. But the reason why we're talking about it now is so that you can get excited about playing it next year. You know, because Susie's keeping up with it really well. You know, Pal and Finn's going to be, you know, really pushing it and, you know, I'm sure we're going to have uh, a little side pot for all the all the hosts or something, right? You know what I mean? Like a side league, right? Sure. So uh, yeah. we've got to put some money in there. we got to have a little competition. <laughs> and um, so basically, you pick uh, six anglers, and uh, there's a salary cap. This year there was a salary cap. I think it was like $50,000, and we set the salaries on all the players based on how they did the year before. And the points are through basically just the money earned. So – when you're cashing checks, you're, you know, if you get a $10,000 check like Jody Queen did at the, uh, what was that, the, the beginning of the year, he won the 10. Then yep. you, if you pick Jody, you would get 10,000 points for your fantasy team. And it's just total. So what I want to do, actually, I forgot to, to also pull up who is leading. Let me look and see who's leading so we can. Do you want um, me to share the old one or the new one first? The, let's share that. Well, the new one, real quick. I want to see. Uh, 2021. I want to see the leaderboard. If I can pull this up, here we go. I'll pull it up uh, on so, the screen as well. So here we go. Yeah, if you can get it on the screen, and I'm talking about not the money list. Actually, this is actually the leaderboard. That's what I forgot to send you. So this is this is um, I can share my screen if you want. You want to do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. Do that. If yep. It'll work here. I know I, I'm on some some shoddy. Um. Uh, you know, Wi-Fi here in the cross <laughs> at this cabin, but I think we can make it work. So check this out. This is uh, how it looks, guys. So this is like all the people who are playing. I don't know if you can see it yet or if it's on the screen, but here we go. There we go. So the and some people don't use the real name, but obviously you can tell down here. You know, Brad Hicks is uh, in tenth place. So because he <laughs> says B Hicks. So Steel City Slickers are in first. If you click on their team you'll see that he's got Russ, or he or she, could be a she, uh, Russ Snyders, Brian Howe, Ryan Lambert, Jamie Broad, Shane Williams, and Mark Pinnegraff. Well, clearly he's, you know, riding. Well, all three, all four of those have done, done real well for him. Um, sure. Earning, you know, Russ is the leading money earner at this point. I think Mark is like third. So, you know, Brian Howe is probably like fourth or fifth. So that's a good, a good team right there. And then if you go back, let's see. Let's, uh, whoops. How do I get to and Mark Pendergraph was the one that won the Bass Nation yes. Championship, correct? Yep. That's right. So Phil Robertson, let's see. Now I don't know why there's only four people showing up on his team. Maybe he hmm. just picked four people. Yeah. But but he's got Jody. He's Ross got one myself. of the most important people, though. So, Drew Gregory. <laughs> hey, I'm holding my own, dude. I'm at twelve thousand, twelve thousand bucks. So hold my own for for uh, you know, not fishing. As many as uh, you know, some people are able to, and and sure. not winning, not even winning yet. You know, right? I'm, I'm impressed that I've got that much for not having a win. Oh, Ryan Van Tine, look at this guy. He is uh, again only four people showing up, so I don't know if that's some something's off with that or what. But you get the idea. Um, let's see if we go to like you know Brad Hicks would have done it right. So, <laughs> so where where did he go? Wasn't he just on there? Yeah. And tenth, where'd he go? What's That's going weird. on with this thing? Yeah, where, where does team go? It's glitchy. 
it could be glitchy. I thought we had this all, but Squared. yeah, I don't know what happened to it. I could have done something wrong and gone to the di different thing, but anyway. Oh, did you maybe go to uh, 2020? I maybe was. Maybe I was in the wrong, the wrong one. But let's go to the. Um, here's all the players that are in it, and then the stats. So just so you know, let's do the cash winnings. Uh, this is this year's stats. Just so we have them here. Um, and just so you know, guys, the way you you are able to get in the game, actually be a person that's in the game and, and be picked is if you cash a check the previous year in any of the three national tournament trails, this game is only following Hobie, Bass Open Series, uh, the Bass Nation Kayak Series, and the KBF Trail Series. That's it. Just the three national trails. It's, it's like impossible to create a game for all the local and regional. And if any of these anglers here fish a local or regional, it doesn't matter what they win. It doesn't get added to this. So this is just money earned on those national stages. So – Right now, looks like we got Russ at $26,000. Last year, he was at 40. And we'll pull up those uh, stats from last year, too, what everyone ended at. He was at 40-something thousand. And he was technically first in last year um, in, the, uh, in the game, but actually technically not because Matthew Conant uh, was really the one who earned the most because he won the KBF National Championship. But Conant was not in the game. But you guys get the idea. Yeah, right. Um, Jody Queen was second, uh, is currently in second with twenty five thousand. Pendergraph, like you said, twenty thousand. He won the, you know, the Bass Championship. Ewing Minor has got a couple wins and I believe a couple wins, and then maybe one win in two seconds. But he's up to sixteen thousand seven hundred. Brian Hall, Brian Hall at fourteen thousand. He's got a win. I'm sitting there at twelve thousand six hundred dollars. Uh, don't have a win, but Cody is right below me. Twelve thousand dollars has a win. For sure this year, I believe KBF Trail Series win. Uh, Nate Gloria won. He won something earlier this year, I believe. Guillermo won. Uh, Nate's got $9,800 for those listening uh, on the podcast and aren't, aren't watching this. Guillermo Gonzalez has $8,500. And Rick Gervaglia, $6,717. That rounds out the top 10. Nice. So, uh, yeah. So, a lot of – and why we're doing this is just to kind of show, like, there's nowhere to pull all the stats from the three trails together – you know, if you got the the NBA or the NFL, I mean, whatever, the PGA Tour, all their stats are right there because mm -hmm. it's just one tour. We're pulling all the money together so that, A, we can follow along with everyone's progress, highlight and promote these anglers, which is going to be a, a big part of continuing to grow and build the sport. Yeah, you know, we got to grow and, and, and just promote our stars. We have to. That's the way Bass and anybody, I mean, they they promote their stars. It's the Seth Viders, the Chris Saldanes. You know, the, the guys, the Polonics, they, they really highlight those stars. We've got a lot of cool characters and, and, and great anglers and guys with incredible personalities in our sport, and we've got to promote them. So this is just something that Ken and I created to tabulate it all, and we can have fun doing it because it gives everybody out there a reason to follow along with all of the tournaments, right? Yeah, and I absolutely. Know we yeah, we don't, we don't have TV or anything to follow a stream, but – we do tourney X is still pretty addicting to, you know, hit refresh on, you know, <coughs> and, and obviously you can follow all the anglers on social media. You can watch the live stream with Hobie. You can start to get to know these guys and one day there will be live streams. So that's, that's kind of where it's at right now. But, um, I'll, uh, I guess pass it over to you and see if you want to pull up the, uh, last year's stats, just so we can see, uh, again, keep in mind, Matthew Conant was really the top earner, now, this year, something is cool. Susie is adding in anyone who was not in the game. 
So no one uh, was able to pick them this year. If they win, then she adds them, right? Yeah. So yeah. now they're so this year is all accurate. Like the money list is a true money list accurate. So the only event that's not updated is the last BASS event. So Mike Iconelli's name will show up very soon with whatever he won and whoever yep. else cash checks there. But you can see last year. Um, yeah, last year Russ Snyder's forty one thousand two sixty seven. Ryan Lambert thirty one thousand six hundred. Jody Quinn, yep. yep. I think the thirty thousand that was at the TOC. Um, yep. So those big events are where you really need to have the anglers that win those to really win the fantasy game. So. Yeah, and I think uh, what Russ Russ won. Um, this would have been twenty twenty, right? I think he won a, a championship or something last year, a triple championship or something along Trail. those lines. Yeah, I think he might have won the Trail Series Championship. I think you're right. He definitely yeah. was winning, won AOI. And any money from AOI goes into this as well. And the 10 Invitational and the 10, that counts towards this as well. Yeah, Jody Queen had uh, 20, 24,017. Drew, 21,736. Cody Milton, 16,785. Jackson Orr was in that top 10 with 16,196. Man, that kid won a lot of money oh, last yeah. year. He Derek did. Brundle, fifteen thousand one seventy three. Jordan Marshall, thirteen thousand two forty three. Ron Champion, twelve thousand, and Corey Dreyer yeah. with eleven thousand seventy five. Yep, those are all the anglers that were over ten thousand, and that's is that the top ten? I think it basically is. But yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's it's a cool thing, man. I, I just think it's just cool to promote our stars and and really. Um, you know, they can use this, they can go and, and reference this uh, as well whenever they need to. And, and kind of just, I know a money list isn't really, um, you know, it's the closest thing we have though. You know what I mean? It's to like sure. showing a sponsor or showing someone like, you know, you can, I can say, for example, right now, Hey, I'm, I'm the current reigning Hobie Bass open series angler of the year. And I'm currently in second but it really doesn't show the whole picture of all that I fish. Cause I fished the Bass Nation stuff. I fished KBF, you know, so it, that's kind of the closest thing we have where it brings it all together where you can really see. And is it a little bit, um, a few people, it's a little bit on not unbiased, but unbalanced, I guess. Cause if you do win, like Matthew Connett won one event, right? That huge KBF national championship and was over 60 grand, but you know, it was the biggest event, you know, we have biggest payout. So sure. Um, but anyway, it's pretty cool. And uh, hopefully the further we get towards the, this winter, uh, where I know we're going to build up a little prize package. This is all free guys. We're just kind of doing it for you, for you guys. Um, free, just something to follow along. And I know the trails are getting better about giving, getting us the payouts like right away so that we can have mm -hmm. it updated by Monday. Uh, because I know when tournaments are over on Sunday, you probably want to see, what your fantasy team is looking like. And, and next year I'm hoping that, you know, if a lot of you guys are friends and local kayak fishing clubs across the country, like tournament clubs or just fishing clubs, whatever you guys can put in a pool of money and compete against each other. You know what sure. I'm saying? Cause you can actually create your own separate leagues. When you join this game, you can create a separate little game between you and just your friends. And then you're also in the overall you know, league. <laughs> so that's, that's the ultimate goal is to get everyone excited about it. Give them a reason to watch all these events. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. 
Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. And, uh, and cheer for their favorite anglers, you know, and because on this show, we bring on all, a lot of these anglers, obviously, that win. They're on this show. We're trying to get you guys to get to know them and give you a reason to become emotionally like invested and attached. Like every sport that's successful, that's this, that's the secret sauce. I'm telling you, um, you know, I got my master's degree in sports management. I don't know if you know that, Brian, but I'm I didn't know that. Guy. Yeah. yeah, it's I'm a huge sports guy, nut and. And that's why I'm, I really love talking, you know, like in debating with Armando and you guys about <laughs> how the, stru the structure of all these tournament trails should be set up. But um, anyway, that's just something I'm passionate about. And one of the secret sauces for sure is to, to get an emotional attachment, a tie, a, you know, to the viewership, uh, the fans, right, to the athletes, okay? And that's why they promote their stars like this. They need You need a tie. That's why Bass – it's unfair in some ways, but they do promote certain anglers a lot more. Um, yes, because they're winning. So they have the excuse, well, they promote them because they're winning, but also because they have a, uh, the personality that sort of just, just fits it. And it's hard to promote a hundred in the elite series with bass. It's hard to promote the 89th guy out there. You know what I mean? That's not really winning. It's, it's like you, people can only cling on to so many, you know what I mean? So many sure. people. That's why you mostly, the average person knows the names of the quarterbacks in the NFL or at least some of the big names and some of the big running backs and wide receivers. And that's it. You don't know who's the left tackle. You don't know who the guard is or the place kicker. You just, so anyway, we're trying to get that in, in kayak fishing and hopefully this will help. And you guys are enjoying it out there who are playing it, but it does no good if we don't keep it up to date as quickly as possible. And that's also trickle down from the leagues tr trying to see that, Hey, we're promoting you guys. So get us those payouts ASAP so we can enter them. And <laughs> I think we're, we're finally there, man. We're finally there with all the leagues and with you guys taking it over. So I'll shut up and let you uh, add. <laughs> yeah, else? no, it, it's cool. And like you said, it, it's, it's a good way to uh, get folks like following along. Like this is the only spot that all three of those trail series are combined. So it's kind of unique uh, in its own fashion. I think mm -hmm. um, for sure, you know, folks folks that uh you know may not know or you know what and what's cool is this isn't the first year right so guys and gals can go back and look at last year's this year's going into next season and, and make an educated guess and then that gets them into the sport and they're following along like that's what we need is is more outside eyeballs on the sport of kayak fishing to help help it grow so to speak yeah. And, it, and it, you just can't hide like you can't hide behind it. It's the facts. Right. So if, you know, for example, uh, you know, I'm not going to like pick on anybody, but let's say there's somebody that that everyone thinks is just this incredible angler and is in it. And he's and he's talked up in all the forums and, and he certainly probably is a very good angler. But this is actually like where you can go and see the hard data. Like, how is he really stacking up? Is it just a, you know, something in our minds or you know, are they better than they, that, and they, we think they are, or are they worse or no, nah, that's a bad thing. Worse. It's not bad. If you're winning anything, you're good, but you get what I'm saying. Or, or is it sure. really, this is where you can really tell, like, you can't hide. This is everything pulled together. 
And, you, you know, when we're basing, you know, power rankings for the KBN does their power rankings and, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, organizations do similar stuff like that and, and whatnot. So this is something that they can kind of look at, look at and just kind of base that off of instead of just a lot of fluff and hearsay and people, you know, just talking, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah really have any sure. back backbone sure. to what they say sometimes just. Yeah. It's not uh, a popularity contest. It's actual yeah. winnings, you know, yeah. which is good. We need yeah. that. Yeah. And you, so you just said, like, sure. I mean, who, who probably thought Jackson made $16,000 last year? You know what I mean? Uh, I, I mean, knew he made a decent amount of money. I didn't realize it was that much. I got to call him for a loan. Yeah, no doubt, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think I want to say, did was he? He was high in the KBF National Championship. He was second. Uh, I don't know if he was second, but who? I don't remember who was second last year. Or was Jackson second? Because he won. It, it probably a lot of it came from from that KBF National Championship. But I can't remember if he was second, honestly. But anyway. Um, but yeah, that's this is fun. Let's see if we can get somebody over, you know, over a hundred thousand dollars. I know we had a, a national champion that won that one year, but it'd be cool to see if we can get somebody over a hundred thousand um, dollars one of these days soon, next few years or something. Yeah, I mean we're close, that's for sure. Yeah, no doubt, man. That is for sure. I'm trying to trying to find the results from that mm. national championship because I know he was up there and. Uh, I'm pretty sure he, I think he was leading after day one, and then day two he was still right up there. Maybe I just feel like if he got second, second was probably maybe second was only like fifteen thousand or something, and he won like something else. You know, got a I don't know, but but I'm excited about this. I hope you guys are too. And and, and you know, it's free, so why not play it? We're gonna. We'll round up some prizes and for next year as well. And, and uh, in the meantime, you're right. He he took second, took second okay. last year. Conat took first. Derek Brundle third. Russ Snyder's fourth. Alex Cox fifth. Yeah. Uh, you took ninth. Yeah, I was, I was yeah. there, and I was looking. I actually was building an, uh, a spreadsheet. So one thing, if you're an angler, if you guys are tournament anglers, you're trying to get sponsorships. I'm building a spreadsheet. I just, you know, started fishing national tournaments, you know, more seriously or a full time. I think I did 2018 national championship, the, the 19 national championship, and then 20 is when I uh, started. Maybe it was 17, 18, 19. But anyway, there's there's like three years in a row or a couple of years. But um, but yeah, that's. Uh, I thought I'd had four top tens in a row, but I actually have three for the national championship. But the but the reason I was thinking that the previous year was the uh the open they had an open in a national championship and i was like i want to gotcha. say six six sixteenth out of like whatever 600 people so it was still a top 10 percent finish so anyway i've said that before on podcast so my bad everybody <laughs> i'm wrong i do not I do not have four top tens in a row but what i'm doing is creating an entire document of all of my tournament finishes a spreadsheet and uh yeah I, actually i was 18th out of 326 in the open and then i was fifth out of 751, second out of 461, and then uh, ninth this year. So okay. five, five, two, and nine. But anyway, uh, but it's something you guys should seriously do it now before. I know Tourney X keeps stats on there if you uh, at that certain level. Or I don't know what you have to do to get it, on, but it's on mine. All my stats are on there. But create a spreadsheet of all of your finishes and make sure you put like the date, the year, the tournament, the location. 
what place you finished, how many anglers were in it, and then a, a tab that actually or a column that calculates that the percent finish because that, that can matter too. You know, obviously, if you tell someone you're 18th, they don't really – no big deal. But if it was out of 326, like sure, uh, like sure. for me in 2017 on, on Kentucky Lake in the Open, that that's a good percent finish. So really people should be looking at the percent finish and uh, you can, it'll help you get some sponsors. Not that that's the main thing sponsors look at. It's just obviously one part of it. So, but yeah. That's a, that's a good tidbit there, man. I never really thought about that. Like doing a whole spreadsheet of your tournament finishes. Yeah. I should go back and do that. Well, you also see your progress. That's what's cool. You'll see sure. your progress and that's, what's encouraging because it's a, you know, individual sports are tough when you're competing against a lot of people. Um, you can get down on yourself when you're, you know, in 30th place out of whatever, 75. But then as you see your percent finish increasing, you'll be encouraged that, you know what, I, I'm only, you know, whatever, I'm 15th place. But uh, but this time, you know, same 75 people and the percent, it just, I, th I don't know, I think it encourages, um, it'll encourage people to see that their progress continues to get better yeah. better or worse my or case worse. i always start out with a bang and then i go downhill you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i get in my head i get in my head that's right I'm it can definitely show you your consistency too like whether you know i think you can start to see if you're like up and down up and down and just have crazy years at least in as a, an angler as you progress in learning you should it shouldn't be such a, a big up and down it should be just these slower like curves like yeah. that you know you should be sure. a more consistent um so your media like a gradual just, increase yeah. with a few yeah. minor bumps right. in the road yeah exactly they're not going to be these you know big up and down finishes like you're going to be like dead last and then you know ninth another one and you just you'll get more consistent so definitely yeah man but there's definitely. little little things that can help you as you're you know as people try to try to uh, get sponsors and and grow their their names in the sport and their brands and you know, it's, it's happening big time. Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. Yeah. And if you guys want to go follow along, go to fantasizer.com and then you could look up, uh, the kayak, um, national trail, um, fantasy yep. game and, uh, or fantasy kayak bass league is what it's click, listed uh, this year. You can actually click when you go to their home site, this is the easiest way to find it. If you go to yep. fantasizer.com and it's F A N T A S I Z R com. Just click on shows and games on the homepage. There's yep. like four four tabs, and if you scroll down, you'll see it. It says, you know, one of the ones that's created by our partners. It's called Fantasy Kayak Bass League, and uh, there you go. Boom. Explains it all. All right. Very cool. I'm yeah, all the rules and and how everything works is in there. So it's super cool, man. Uh, you guys should check it out. Get pumped up. When uh, winter folks going to be able to start signing up for next year january 1st um no it'll be we'll probably be able to do it maybe january 1st maybe you're right but i think we should be able to do it before then because like december the yeah because we've been putting in anyone who earned a check this year even if they weren't in the game already like i said they you know they get inputted so now that they're already inputted there's no more work to do we know all the the anglers right we're picking from i think we'll be able to start it sooner in which case um toc is the last event of the yeah, year TOC. Right? so yeah so sometime probably like early to mid december we should be able to get something going cool and, and if you want to who knows we could even uh 
talk to the guys at Fantasizer and see if there's a way we can make a, a one-off game for the TOC, just for the that, TOC. Just so people cool. can kind of get in. That'd be we'll cool, see. too. But, uh, but, yeah, I'm pumped about it, man. And uh, we'll start drumming it up and get people excited about it because it's like it's fantasy football time. You know, uh, I play in a league with a bunch of my friends, and I, I like football. I would still watch it because I do like it, but, my goodness, it makes me want to watch it so much more and be yeah. so much yeah, more yeah, invested. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that, that people are starting to see this game right here as a way that we can really, as fans, become invested. So even though I'm an angler, I'm telling you, I'm just one of the biggest fans of this sport and all the, the really cool people that we have in it. So I get excited about the fantasy game, you know? Do you have a, a team on the fantasy game right now? I do. And if I click on... Uh, did you pick yourself? I did. I, I always pick myself because, you know, got you got to. I got to have confidence <laughs> in yourself. I'm trying to think if I'm, I'm not logged in. And I don't even remember my login. So wait can sign in through facebook let's see if it'll let me do it i'll see uh if it'll work here well i scrolled through and i was looking at last year's standings and my good friend craig die uh had picked himself last year so shout out to craig <laughs> smart man there you go. see you you are i think you got to pick yourself uh um, yeah all right so i did let's see I don't know how to find myself. <laughs> I've been, it's, been so, it's been so long since I'm like, I've been on here. I don't even know how to find myself. Let's uh, you guys can check out the fantasy stuff. Uh, we'll drop the link to the fantasizer in the show notes. So you guys can check that out. But uh, Drew, you're up in lacrosse. You've been doing some pre-fishing, some looking around. So, uh, you know, this is a tournament show. Why don't we talk a little bit about like what you do for pre-fishing, how you're kind of, you know, looking for spots to fish come tournament day yeah. and stuff like that, man. Yeah. It's a, actually, a, you know, I, I have a very backwards approach to it uh, compared to, I think most people. Uh, and I can only really do it this way because I do have, uh, you know, so much experience on, on the water fishing, you know, I've been fishing all my life. You know, I don't want to go into all my history here, but obviously, um, you know, I've got some good tournament results that people know of and that, angler of the year on the hobie side and all that so some credibility sure. with, with the fishing and that's all because i've been fishing like literally all my life hey dude i was single till i'm like i was like 35 right so <laughs> i mean what do you think i was doing right um <laughs> and, I, and i had no long-term girlfriends ever in the whole time maybe like one for like a year and all the you know the rest were short so no other responsibilities i was just fishing 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 this upcoming concert season will be all about the boots and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Decova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. 
Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. And uh, so because of that experience and, and most of that uh, probably in about 2002 on became ex- exclusively rivers too before that I fished or whatever. But anyway, so because I've seen so much water and so much habitat and traveled all across the country with hooked on wild water show that I hosted. And I mean, and back when I was with Jackson, I mean, my goodness, I was all over the country too, just going to different places. I've seen the environments that bass live in all over the country. So I'm familiar with them all. And I honestly think, uh, Brian, I don't think I've ever said this anywhere, but I think that's one of the keys that helped me win the AOI um, for Hobie last year, because I was just as, as comfortable on, you know, Lake Dardanelle as I was in Susquehanna, as I was in the, on the Coosa chain. And then the tournament of champions on the, uh, in Knoxville, it was all like, Hey, I've been to these places before. You know, I've been to, you know, all the areas, old bass before filming and whatnot. So I go about the pre-fishing thing very, very backwards from most people because I do not, I absolutely can't stand burning fish during pre-fishing. It's like the yep. art of not catching fish, the art of not catching fish, but finding fish. It's, it's very, you know, challenging. I don't like to burn them up and, and catch them just because you want to really, when a, you have a two day term tournament or a three day, you really want to be like hitting your stride around like day two, you know, if day one, you just do a kind of keep yourself in it, but like you're hitting your stride and going up because you've learned more and more and more. And you can't do that pre-fishing because if to, to do that, you got to catch them basically. And sure. so it's just hard to do it. So what I do is uh, I go and create a map uh, on Google Maps. I use Google Earth Pro. And this is like obviously like well before the tournament. Uh, when the tournaments are announced, that's my favorite time of the year, man. And I can't wait till we do a, a schedule show. I know Jimmy's looking forward to that once the schedules are out. And at some point, I just I make a map for every single location, right? So yep. I just – I've never been to lacrosse. So I made a new one on Google Earth Pro, and I added all my waypoints and the pins that I found with the satellite imagery study and I scouted around. And again, I love, you know, rivers and, and creeks. So if it's a lake tournament, I'm going to try and find rivers and creeks that could potentially play as a contender to win the tournament. It's challenging sometimes, you know, there's a lot of big fish in lakes. They can get big, fat, you know, lazy, a lot of, a lot of bait, but I kind of, most of my pins just for example, are on, you know, rivers and creeks and back backwaters and places that are very, you know, very, very much Drew Gregory style, right? River bass and sure. hooked on wild waters, all that sort of skinny water stuff that, uh, you know, caused me to buy a kayak in the first place. Right. So I put all those pins on the map and then the, I can't get into the details now, but you can actually transfer that data to your Google account. So you can make, uh, you know, your Gmail account and all that's connected YouTube. You actually have maps that they can save. Um, online because google earth pro it's not it's not a something you can get on your phone right so you need to transfer right. those waypoints and and it's good to use google earth pro and the reason why you're saying why don't you just go straight on the internet and add those pins you know those waypoints because google earth pro lets you go back in history and time and look at different satellite images when the lake was lower or the river was lower you can see structure and you can learn some things uh, get a better better view on the pro edition so that's why I use the Google Earth Pro. So then I transfer them to my Google account uh, online, right? And then that I can pull up on my phone. So 
Now I've got all those pins on my phone. So when I go to a tournament, that's what I did today. It was my first day here. And I, I drive uh, around. I mean, after I get the Airbnb organized and, and set up and, you know, that's like the first thing because you want to be organized. I actually don't want to skip that over. You want to be super organized wherever you're staying. Like it's a huge part to win. I feel like the most organized it ever was was on Lake Dardanelle where I won. And maybe it's okay. because I was by, my, by myself. And I had time and I got to bed at like eight something every day. I mean, it was super <laughs> not normal, right? You know, I know when we stay with friends and, and I got some guys coming in, Ken Morris and, and, and Clayton Hask, they're staying here and we're going to, you know, have, have fun, have a few drinks and just have a good time here. Sure. But if, if you can get organized, super organized first, and I bring the whole kitchen sink with me, uh, which is probably backwards from what people think I would do. Cause they, they know me as a very simple little 10, 11 foot kayak with two, three rods hit, four rods max fish in a river sounds you know one two tackle boxes very simple right well the sure. reason i can be that simple is because i actually bring everything and it's in the airbnb and during the pre-fishing i narrow it down to which three or four rods i need but it's you just never know when you're going to need that that one thing you know one or two things right so i bring it all right the mo motor guy the batteries you know it's a hobie event they don't allow motors it's here i might need it during pre-fishing it's all here but it does. Then I build my tackle box for the event, uh, based on all that happened during pre-fishing. And I actually don't take much; just a few rods and a couple, just one tackle box and some soft plastics. What I've dialed it in because you know that's the plan. You want it, every bass boat pro. If you when you see them with like it's very rare, but when you see a bass boat pro with two or three rods on their deck, their deck, they are so dialed in. And every time you see that, that guy is in the the money, money. Yeah. he's in the top because he's got it so dialed in. He's so happy with what he's found and the way he's catching them. That he can just put all the other rods away. He knows exactly what the fish are doing, and he's figured it out during pre-fishing. So my goal during pre-fishing is obviously to do that so I can just take three rods and get into the wild places that I like to get, not break rods and have, have too much stuff with me. So anyway, that's my goal during the pre-fishing, right, to dial it into that point where, where I just need a few. So then – uh, today I'm driving around, right? That's the first step. The first day I'm actually out on the water. I never even launched my kayak. I have a little 10 foot crescent ultralight in the back. It's, it's uh, like 40 something pounds, super lightweight. And uh, I'll drop it in and fish for like, you know, five, 10 minutes and on a lot of the pins that look good today. It just never really felt like dropping it in. I just kind of fish from the bank. And what I'm looking for is, you know, the water clarity, the current, if there is any, the vegetation, the structure, anything like that, you're looking at, at it because you're taking notes of it and you want to take a picture. So every bridge or every landing or every ramp, whatever, uh, canoe access, whatever you found, right. That's a public access. And it, again, you want to go click, click on, uh, or, or download far, the far wide app to help you find out what some of the public accesses are. You can obviously see what they are in Google maps too, and, and find some of them, but a lot of them, it's easier to go on that far wide app. But you want to, as you're driving around, take a picture with your, your phone. I've got the iPhone. I take a picture every time of the water, um, you know, the bridge, whatever it is. I take a picture of it so I can, um, A, uh, on, the, on the iPhone, it's cool because they actually have a map. So you can go and look at your places on a map. You, yeah. you can zoom in. I don't know if you have an iPhone, but it's yep. cool because yep. now, now I've got a map of exactly where I took that photo. And I never forget, I don't get confused because when you first start doing this, 
you don't if you don't take pictures, you just think, oh, I'll remember. I like that spot looks cool. I'll remember that. By the time you circle the entire lake and all the access points, the places you could see the water and you you take a photo, you are so confused on what yeah. was what was where. So take a photo. Okay, then you 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 know obviously you have it in your memory what that looked like and and but then you can start actually like pulling away pins and waypoints. Like you take them away like ones that you know, this this wasn't as good as I thought. Didn't look that good. Didn't really see any bait fish in the water, didn't see any life, didn't get any, and even any follows or whatever with your few casts from the bank. It just kind of, it just didn't feel right. And that's why I'm saying sure. I can only do this because of the instincts that I've been, you know, fortunate to gain over uh, and accumulate just over time. Sure. I couldn't, I couldn't pre-fish this way if I didn't have the, that understanding of the bass and where they live and what they need and the habitat and water current temperature. Uh, by the way, I do also take the temperature sometimes not during the, you know, once you get into the spring and the summer, I don't worry about it, but I got a digital meat thermometer from, you know, just Walmart or wherever, sure. order on Amazon and stick it in the water. And so a lot of the places I go in the fall, the winter, and spring, it's important to have that and check the water temperature as you're doing this. The hardest part about this, and I try, actually, it's weird. I try not, the first day I try not to put the kayak in. And so, which is why I didn't today. The reason I try not to is because once you put the kayak in, you are too tempted to just keep fishing and just keep fishing. And then you never, ever get to see the entire lake and all the access. Sure. And then that's because, yeah, that spot looks good. You might've caught some fish there, but you're not after just some fish. You're after, after the biggest five fish you can possibly find. Right. Uh, there it's a different, it's like fishing for a different animal. It's like redfish, you know, when they, they live in the marsh when they're small and they're juveniles, they become bulls. And they live out offshore. Um, big bass are very similar because you almost have to fish for them in a different way. Like they're a different creature sometimes. Um, sometimes it is just a numbers game weeding out, you know, the small ones and it's, you don't fish for them a different way, but, but I mean, you pretty much always do in my opinion, even if, cause if you're weeding out a bunch of small ones, you can upsize your bait. You can do some things to kind of like fish for them in a different way. But what I'm saying is they actually live on, you know, in some different structure, different, different stuff. You'll notice all the big ones have a pattern. So all the bass have a pattern. Oh, I've been catching fish here, catching, but the big ones have a pattern within the pattern. That's, that's the big fish pattern. Sure. So, sure. 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 Anyway, the, I, I, I went around, I never put it in today because I wanted to see as much as I can. Cause I, because here's why you want to see the entire body of water. Like you don't know if let's think about the last home you bought in a town you just moved to. I mean, how do you really know what a good deal is or what a good house is? If you haven't seen all the neighborhoods all, all house, around yeah. the town, you don't know. Sure. There's a lot of examples I can use where you just don't know, you know, if you're buying something, you don't know on a, with a vehicle, like a new car, you don't know what a good deal is. And until you kind of test enough of them, you know, all of them to really, you know, even kayaks, dude, just getting in yeah. all the kayaks, yeah. paddling, we, we say it all the time, demo, go demo, kayak, demo, demo, demo. Uh, you know, you're going to have your pro staffers and everybody saying, buy, the, buy a new canoe, buy a yeah. Kobe, buy a Crescent, whatever, you know, but really if you just go and test them all, then you'll know exactly what you need to buy because you tested yeah. them all. Exactly. And that's kind of what, you know, this is just more like you've seen them all and what you thought was good uh, at the beginning of the day, you're like, this is amazing. And you can probably could have, would have just put in and, and fish and, and, cost you half the day or, or the entire day you may have never left what you thought was good may not be as good anymore once you see everything
you know? Yeah. So now that you see it all, I've only covered uh, maybe one third of what I need to see. You know, I got two more, uh, three more days, maybe two and a, I guess two and a half. Sure. But um, so my goal so is tomorrow is to finish all those points, see them all. And I, I'll have a little time tomorrow, I think, because I'll have a whole day today. I just had half a day because I was getting organized. But then uh, I'll be able to put my kayak in some tomorrow and, and actually, you know, really expand a little bit in some areas. But even if I put it in, if I start catching, if I catch a 16, 17, 18 inch fish, I'm not going to keep fishing. Yeah, There's no point, right. you know, like I'm burning. Right. I want to burn the fish. I want to find another spot because if once you catch those fish, that's like exciting to me because I can leave and go find more juice. Most people say, this is amazing. They just keep fishing because it's fun. I get it. Dude. It's, it's fun. Sure. It's hard. It's so sure. hard to stop catching them when you're having fun, but you got to have the willpower to do it. If you want to be, you know, at, at, you know, elite level of, you know, any fishing bass or kayak, whatever, you got to have that willpower to stop because you got two two days or three days or whatever your tournament length is where you can just wail on them as hard as, as you want, you know? So, um, I should be able to see a good, a good bit. The other reason why you want to fi find as many places as possible, because a, maybe there are bigger fish somewhere else. Even if you catch a big fish there, 16, sure. 17, 18 inch here in lacrosse, you might find bigger ones somewhere else. So that's the first thing. The other thing is um, the weather and rain can change, especially if you're, you are fishing creeks and rivers, it can change. That spot might've been good then, but it might be just blown out by the time the tournament hits. Right. So you need to have backup plans of on backup plans. Yeah. And the, the other reason is because you show up on tournament morning, dude, and five other people are there and you're in a small area and you thought you were the only one that found it. Right. You need something else because nobody's winning anything at that point. Right. And so you, you just need to, you need to keep finding as many like a plus spots as possible. And then you'll expand on them in the tournament and make your decisions based on weather and what's happening. If, if, if people are the same ramp or whatever that morning, you can adjust. So that's kind of my, my plan, man. And uh, tomorrow I'll be hitting more of the uh, the rivers and, and, and creeks and the backwaters and just kind of checking it all out and seeing if I can't find some more big ones. I caught some decent ones today. I mean, some 16, 17-inch fish for sure. But, uh, you know, there's definitely got to be some, some 18, 19s, and 20s around here somewhere. And, again, I can't complain, dude. Catching those fish from the bank. That's a good, that's, that's a good sign from the bank. So. Yeah. Heck yeah. Um, yeah. There's definitely some, uh, some very, very nice fish up in that area for sure. Yeah, man. Absolutely. So I'm pumped. Can't wait. Hopefully that helps very you guys cool, understand man. the pre pre fishing. And then, you know, we'll get into tournament some other time on a, on a episode where we don't have, you know, a, a tournament to recap, you know, I'll, I'll sure. talk about sure, sure, sure. the actual tournament day and, the, the decisions you got to make that that can make it or break it for you very cool i like it man well we're at that time too where where schedules are being made for next year so like what are what are some key things that you'd like to see or you're looking forward to uh once these schedules get announced for next season Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, 
check out MidwayUSA.com. Yeah, so I know we wanted to talk schedules. So what I I want to say is a couple of things. One, you know, it's always nice when the schedules do come out early, but it's a trickle-down effect. You know, I think they're uh, – like Bass has to wait on the Elite and the, and the you know, the Opens and then the, the Nation and all the other stuff they got going on. And then I know that theirs is almost done, though, because of last year. So that's good. I know Hobie is on top of things. They're going to have theirs out probably right after the TOC or maybe even before. I wouldn't even be shocked if they announced it at the TOC. And sure. then K- KBF has, uh, you know, cons- consolidated things with the Trail Series. They should have theirs out. But obviously, you know, we want to see the trails work together uh, because the anglers at this point in time, as we noted earlier with the fantasy game, we do fish all three, right? And then obviously people fish the regional stuff like the paddle and fin trail that you guys are kicking butt with and uh, all the other regional and local stuff too. So the sooner those national trails get their schedules out, the easier it is for the local and regional guys, right? So that's the obvious thing we'd like to see. And hopefully some, you know, the – some tournament trails out there listen to this and they can take notes. But um, what I would like to see is just some, some new bodies of water continuing to come into the mix. And of course we'll always have, you know, some new ones, but I just hope they reach out to new ones that we have not really even heard of because I feel like they, they probably think that you have to have heard of it to, to get a bunch of people to come and fish it. And you've only heard of it because the tourism department paid bass or major league fishing to go there. So therefore we sure. hear of it. And it's not, it doesn't really mean it's necessarily the greatest fishery in the world. I mean, look at, I mean, the Sabine river in, uh, you know, orange Texas or whatever over there, not the greatest fishery, but their tourism department has money and they, you know, we all know about it because they pay to have them there. But anyway, um, the unknown places is where I want to kind of go because the anglers enjoy that as well. You know, if next year I pull up my maps and I don't have to cre- hit create a new map because I've been to all those places, that's boring. You know, the most enjoyable part, I think most anglers would agree, is the anticipa- anticipation leading up to the event, right? Sure. It's all the talk. It's it's just exciting. Like, how is it going to go down? If you go to a place you've been before, I mean, in, at least go a different time of year. So Hobie did a good job with that on Lake Dardanelle. Uh, Dardanelle was in September last year. This year it was in April. And it was a different, it fished totally different. Trust me, I know. I won last year. I got like 40 something this year. It was my, my worst Hobie BOS finish, you know, to huh. date. And I, I just, I got tricked by the fish. They weren't where they were pre fishing. <laughs> anyway, so it's another story. But uh, at least if they go to the same places, they hopefully will, you know, make them different times of the year. Times of the year. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. it's the same angler doing the same thing in the same spot. It's, this, you know, it can, it can be kind of boring and it's not as fun for the, for the anglers to, is either there's no like research it's like hey i'm gonna go here i'm gonna do this that's it so uh we want to be challenged you know our minds you know we want to be challenged and and we also love fishing new water everyone loves fishing new water so that's what's so exciting to be up here at lacrosse for me but i'm telling you right now this place i mean somewhere in the mississippi should be in you know kayak fishing (laughs) events every year this place is unreal all these pools you know all the way from you know minneapolis i'm sure up, up there above minneapolis down to Wherever it stops being bassy, you know, north of St. Louis somewhere, probably they all should be considered, dude. This place yeah. is unreal. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. But new places like that, like there are places on the Mississippi that have money as well. And there's a reason why uh, we go to lacrosse. Um, and, you know, it's, it's amazing. They've got tourism department money, but we also hear about it a lot and it's marketed to us on 
those major bass boat trails, but they go there. Uh, a big reason they go there. Yes. The fishing's great, but the cell signal is amazing. So when you're near a big city, you got cell yep. signal. So they're looking for cell signal. We don't have to. So I would encourage and, and hope that the tournament trails, when we see schedules coming out, we're finding new places uh, because we don't live stream yet. This is our perfect time uh, and opportunity because one day we will be right. We, we won't be able to go to some of the places we can go now because we don't require uh, cell signal strong enough to, you know, stream live. But sure, anyway, sure, sure, sure. I would just hope some new places like, like what about the St. John's dude? Like the St. John's river yeah. is amazing, but not, not where the guys go in the bass boat world. What about from Astor down, you know, the St. John's is started at, at the headwaters, you know, in the, uh, uh, what's the other lake? Uh, the, the, Champlain, right? Have all those the lake down on Florida uh, River that, called the Headwaters and Stickmark. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like the, yeah, the yeah, one yeah. that everyone goes to down there to catch those big. Christine Fisher caught a couple of her double digits that one day and down there. Well, that's actually the headwater because St. John flows north. So what about different sections of that that we never see the bass boat guys go to? It's super wild, just like like this. The Susquehanna was a good example. I mean, even this Wisconsin River is big enough you know, to have some stuff. So you could do a tournament where it's like you could fish the Mississippi and the Wisconsin. And there's a lot of wild places. But anyway, I wrote an article on Bassmaster.com. You guys can read it where I talk about how there's 100 and, 130 lakes that are 8,000 acres and bigger, right? And sure. there are only about 40 lakes that are the size that, you know, in that 30, 25, 30,000 acre size that the Elite Series and the Major League Fishing guys um, they want that they need those bigger lakes, right? They prefer them to be, you know, really big, like hundred thousand acres, right? Champlains and whatever, like, like Wachita is just giant, giant lakes, you know, 70,000 acres. They have to, because they've got 200 boats. Some of these, you know, the Bassmaster opens have 200 boats or whatever, 250, uh, you know, major league fishing smaller. They don't have to go to as big of a places, which is why you see them sometimes not. And that's cool. Sure. They're taking, taking advantage of that small field, but you get my point, man. They, they are limited to cell signal, uh, acreage of the lakes, and they're limited to whichever tourism, tourism department has a lot of money to pay them, which is right, why they go right, to right. a lot of the same places. We don't have any of that, really. We, I mean, tourism department, yeah, we need some money. We don't need the amount that they do. So I would like to see us go to these new these other places because they only have about – 40 to pick from every year and out of those 40 only like 15 or 20 have the budget to pay them so they are like they have like nothing to pick from we have sure. everything 130 8,000 acre now 8,000 doesn't sound big but 8,000 acres if you're just fishing a lake is not that big but if you if it's an 8,000 acre lake that has a river some rivers and creeks flowing in it and you got that the mileage of those two plus it's a whole say, lot of water man it's a lot yeah, the site maybe it's got cypress trees in it. It's got a lot of vegetation, grass, so it's not just a lot of dead water. And some of the some of the lakes across the country have a lot of dead water, like 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 I don't know, just big open water. You know, like sure, Hartwell, sure, Lake Lanier, sure, sure, sure. whatever you you name it. Like I just said, Wachita and Greer's Ferry and all the lakes over there, and a lot of the Ozarks and Oklahoma. There's just a lot of big open water. So maybe not those lakes. If there was a lake like that, couldn't be eight thousand. But anyway if rivers and creeks are feeding it so we can actually go to uh, so many cool places that yeah we've never been marketed they've never been force fed 
but those tourism departments are dying to share the their area with the world. So anyway, I just really think that that's you know one thing that I would like to see change. Uh, another thing I would actually like to see, uh, and I think we do just so that could be uh, on a positive note here, not really change. I just want to say that the trails do a good job of that. They, they really do. I mean, we go to new places right now, but I just hope that they'll start exploring some completely out of the box uh, places, you know, that the kayaks really will excel over the bass boats. Another thing, another topic to consider is also the, uh, the Bassmaster Elite Series, the Major League Fishing, you know, the Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit, all those major tra trails, right? The other thing to consider is potentially going to those same locations because we should be going to the Gunnersville and, and the, you know, not like every year, the Lake Forks. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I feel like we definitely should be going to those big, some of those big lakes where those big bass boat tours go. But, um, what I think is cool, and, and we mentioned this earlier, we talked about earlier offline here, is if we went to those locations, just you know, a few of those sprinkled in the schedule, because people do love to, to come to lacrosse and they love to go to Gunnersville and Chickamauga, the ones that you you know you do hear about that are really good, Lake Fork. But if you go right before or right after the uh, MLF or you know, Bassmaster Elite series, any of the series that have live streaming, the Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit, you name it. Uh, I actually think that we should should take their schedule, the, the kayak fishing tournament trail should look at their schedules and always go to those same locations if they're going to go anyway and go right before or right after. Yeah. And what do you think about that? I think it could go either way, you know, like, um, you know, a lot of guys are going to take advantage of watching those live streams if it goes after. Um, but on the flip side of that, right, like, you know, a lot of these kayak tournaments, you're starting to get some live coverage, things like that. Now you got all the bass boat guys looking at where the kayak guys caught all the fish. You exactly, know? exactly. So. And you'd be surprised. And, and I'm, I'm t right there with you, man. I feel like there's an advantage to either way. Like it was exciting for me to be able to watch the, the Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit uh, title championship here at Lacrosse because I got to see a lot of the water, see what those guys are doing. Now, I mean – you know, the elite series was on Pickwick before we were there this year. I watched all that. I mean, that's fun. That's nice and all, but truth be told, I don't really, you know, I don't really fish anywhere a bass boat can go. That's just not my MO, but sure. I got to see a little bit about the baits, the water clarity, the, the conditions. You learn a lot. And a lot of the guys in kayaks obviously are fishing a lot of the same water. The boats are, you get to learn a lot, but, um, and like you said, then it may help a lot of the kayak anglers who don't have a lot of time to pre-fish, you know, if the, sure if our event is right after another thing, it's a positive is it's before or after. Um, especially if we go, uh, let's see the week after because you pre-fish before. So yeah, right, there's right. a chance if someone takes off vacation time or whatever, it gives them a chance to go to the weigh in on Sunday, uh, you know, the Bassmaster elite series. And that's just a unique experience to be there and see a lot of those guys in person and, and see the fish and see the whole show, you know? So that's kind of cool too, because then you would pre-fish that week. And I know a lot of people can't pre-fish the whole week, but if you're going to take vacation or really commit to one tournament, it does give some people who, who can do it the chance to go and see some elite series. Plus the elite series every once in a while does get a weather delay and it pushes them into a Monday or Tuesday finish. And, and you just have a shot to 
be there and, and see those guys and see all the, the show. And that's hopefully helps show the basketball world. We're kind of, we're there to support them too. Like we're all in this together. Sure. It's all the bass is the hero, not the boat, not the kayak. It's about the fish. You know what I mean? So we can hopefully stay again. I wrote another article on bassmaster.com. That's that touches on this topic. You know, we want to show them like we're supporting them. We're not in competition with the bass boat world. We don't want to merge into their lane too far. We want to stay and doing our thing, but, uh, but share that, that mutual love of the bass. So anyway, that's a cool thought about having it before. But anyway, if you flip flop it and the bass or major league fishing events are after us, like you said, then they, they actually, I know for a fact that um, I was talking to somebody, I think it was Champlain, um, Brock Mosley in the elite series and Hank Cherry, I believe. I think Hank is maybe with the, but they were asking uh, Stormy from Dakota Lithium uh, how the kayak guys do that. You know, they were checking up on how we did because they had an event. I believe it was Champlain after. Yeah. Right so after you guys. They were, yeah, they were definitely actually, yeah, it was after. So, and it's able to, they're able to see the other thing it does is it lets the, uh, the major media, not just the kayak fishing media, which all already follows what we do, but if we can ever start to creep in and get some some mentions in the major mainstream like bass boat, you know, I say bass boat, but it really is bass boat, but it should just yeah. be bass world, but it's bass boat world media. I think if we uh, next year, I'm I'm very confident we're going to have a length to weight calculator in the standings column on some of these um, scoring that we use, whether it's Tourney X, Fishing Chaos, whatever. I think because I've been working and talking to them, saying we need to you know get this in there, right? So, and Dwayne Wally's mentioned putting it in there. So hopefully we'll have a link to weight calculator in our standings. And what that will do, let's say we go the week after or the week before, dude, the fishing's pretty darn the same. You know what I'm saying? Like a week before, week after, it's pretty much similar. So if you have that link to weight calculator and you see in the column that Travis Von Newman on Lake Champlain and the Hobie Bass Open Series caught like 23 and 24 pounds. One day he might've been up to like 25 for, for two days. That was more than anybody, uh, I believe, on the Elite Series caught in one day. And he did it two days. So I'm just saying it would give us a little bit – a chance for them to really see, like, the weights that we're catching. Again, no matter if it's before or after. And get us some mentions and get us a little bit of of respect because I don't think they understand how well the, the top guys in kayak fishing are catching them. I know we're not as deep as they are. That's a those are all pros, right? Every every single sure, one of them. Sure, sure, sure. We're not as deep, but dude, the guys who are out there, uh, you know, you, we just looked over all of them at the beginning of this podcast. They know right. how to catch them as good as they could be on any of those <laughs> those uh, national tours in the bass boat world. But we just love the kayak, dude. I, we just love right. it. We don't. That's not our goal in life is to be on the elite series. And I mean, I've toyed with getting in a like an aluminum boat and competing in some of that stuff. It's just not, I mean, and maybe I will one day, I don't know, but it's just not my goal. And so sure. I think they still feel like, oh, look at those guys and their cute little, you know, thousand <laughs> thousand dollar kayaks, you know, little engine that could just trying to catch some bass. Yeah. It's like, no, no, dude, like you could learn some stuff from kayak anglers that, you know. Oh, that's had, for if, sure. If they had Jody Queen or Russ Snyder's on some of that national media or Cody Milton or Guillermo or whoever, you, you know, the bass boat fans in the world would learn some stuff. From, oh, yeah. from them and they would be surprised that wow like we're learning stuff from these guys like they we're just we're all just bass fishermen we just midway usa brand product designers have one straightforward goal 
develop high-quality, technically sound products, and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Do it out of a different craft. But anyway, so That's I like that sure. idea of, of piggybacking on the on those trails right before or right after, man. I think it's really cool. It creates cool. opportunities and synergy. And I think that uh, the other thing I mentioned on this topic before we uh, wrap it up is I feel like the um, the kayak fishing world is starting to become like um, hopefully evolving into what the PGA uh, does, right? So with golf, golf has four majors and, every, and it's just perfectly spaced out enough where there's, they're not too far apart. There's enough drama yep. and build up to them. And really, you know, there's really another one that's called the fifth major, but it's a, like four really, really big ones, right? And sure, I kind of sure, feel like sure, we're, sure. we're looking the same way. And we got the KBF National Championship. We got the Hobie Bass Open Series. We got the Bass Nation Kayak Series Championship. That's three. And what I'm hoping is going to be, uh, I know, um, you know, it's it's gotten delayed, uh, the uh, U.S. Open because of sure. COVID. Um, I, I, right. I think by the time that was supposed to be announced already, so – Anyway, by the time this airs tomorrow, it, it should be it hasn't been already, but it's been uh, pushed back uh, because of COVID. So the city of Cookville, Tennessee, COVID's kind of like re- resurgent a little bit. So sure. they're not going to want us to have it this year. It's all pushed back. But anyway, my point is, I think people are finally starting to see that the the U.S. Open uh, and the you know the U.S. Kayak Organization is a catalyst for the KBF, the Hobie, the Bass Nation. That's not a competition. It's one U.S. Open a year. Sure. And then there's obviously chances to get on the Pan American team and the world's team. We bring the world together. It's really cool. Uh, Hobie does a great job with their worlds. Uh, and, and I can't wait. I'm, I'm going to be going to one eventually when we start doing that again, but nice. you know, it's all in Hobie's it's, it's like, it's, it's put in by one manufacturer. You know I mean, this is a neutral right. entity that's, that's part of the IOC, you know, the international Olympic committee. It's the same ones who put on the bass boat, you know, world championships uh, that, that Jacob Wheeler and all those guys, you know, fish in, it's for some reason not – I don't think we understand the significance of what this could be for the sport, sure. right? Sure, so sure, it's a catalyst. Sure. And I, so I'm hoping and that if you follow golf, you know there's the British Open, you know, the Open Championship, there's the Masters, there's the, the uh, U.S. Open, and there is the PGA Championship. Those are the four majors. But guess how many of them the PGA actually runs? I don't know if you know anything about golf, but do you know how many of the PGA runs of those? They run just the one, right? Just the PGA yeah, just Championship. The yeah, that's it. PGA Championship. Yeah. The the USGA runs the US Open. They set the course up. They yep. run that one. The Masters is run by Augusta National Golf Club, yep. right? Yep. And then the the Open Championship is is run by the the Royal RNA. It's it's the European. Uh, sure, sure, so, sure, sure, sure. So the point is, like, it's it's really similar dude kayak fishing is getting similar like kbf's yep. running running the their one major hobie's running their major bass is running their major and then you got a, another like you know like the u.s open is run by the usa kayak fishing organization so that's four majors so i would like like to love to see you know the u.s open really fall in and become that next major and maybe ends up being a, a, a fifth kind of like the uh 
the players championship sort of called the fifth major. Yeah. There, there's also the FedEx cup playoffs in golf and the playoffs, you know, there's a lot of money at the end of that. So there's obviously room for, you know, five, six really big ones, you know, maybe Paddle and Finn will have, you know, be one of those one day too, you know, with, with how you guys are kicking. But if y'all decide to do it again, I don't know if y'all are doing it, but it's a lot of work for sure. But, um, oh yeah, but we'll see, man, if, if, if we can just get those four to be like just the four majors and everyone sort of just, you know, it stops with the, any of the negativity between the trails. Yeah, just, right, you know, right. Everything right. is what it is now. It's all shaking out. Let's just, let's just fish them all and have fun and, and, uh, just keep continuing to grow this thing and stay positive. Amen to that. Woo! I like it. Did you freeze well, I'm up? Glad on me I again? was able to talk somewhat. I froze up uh-huh. on you. Sorry. I'm glad right. I was able to talk a lot because I know you got a cold. So, um, no, I appreciate it, man. I've been like trying to save my voice as much as possible. So, but uh, no, it's it's all good stuff, man. I agree with everything you just stated there. You know, as far as the the you know the schedules coming out you know trying to get the relevance into the big bigger uh boat world and and all that stuff man i think i think we could lean on each other and and just all do good together you know what i mean no no doubt man hey and the last comment on the schedules it just a bell went off and you said that Uh, the perfect example of the scheduling and um would be that the trinity river this year no one knew anything yeah. about the Trinity and those those lakes. That's the other thing that kayak fishing has the ability to do. We can fish chains of lakes because we use our vehicles to transport. I want to sure. throw this in here. We can fish chains of lakes and we don't even multiple rivers, right? All in an area and have one hub. And it's okay because everyone has the ability to fish all of them, to pre-fish all of them. It's totally fine. We just want to support a community. And sure. What the other thing it does, this is super, super far ahead thinking. These tournament trails are going to need support from non-endemics. Most importantly, a vehicle sponsorship, right? Anglers as well. When you're highlighting how much your vehicle is running to, to different this lake and that lake and all around, because the vehicles are our outboards. Well, guys and girls, Drew froze up there at the end, but I think you guys all kind of got the gist of what he was he was saying there um we don't really have any tournaments to recap this week so uh we're gonna close it out jimmy skinner will be back next week i was just filling in his shoes uh this week and um so jimmy will be back next week uh i'm sure him and drew are gonna recap the event uh the hobie event up on lacrosse wisconsin this weekend uh good luck to drew and all the other competitors out there competing up in the hobie uh event and uh, we will catch you guys next week. See you. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'm old there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more.